Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and Merry Christmas. I'm recording this on Christmas Day at 10 a.m. Uh, really excited to be recording the podcast with you guys and checking in, seeing how everyone's doing. I hope you're all having a wonderful day with your families. As you might be hearing this later on, I hope you did. And I'm just really excited to kind of wrap up the year. We have two more podcasts left and then we're done. Pretty crazy to think about. It's been a great year. A lot of new guests, a lot of new people listening and supporting the show. So I really appreciate everyone with that. Uh, let's kind of jump into it. Uh, this week's been pretty good. A lot of great uh, feedback from the music podcast with Eric. So I appreciate everyone checking that out. And a lot of people like the Dante intro and then thought the outro was perfect. Uh, so I really appreciate the feedback because it's really fun to do that kind of stuff and change it up every now and then. But uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Really busy with work. Uh, we had a Christmas party, so most of the people in the area got together. We did a white elephant, had some food, some drinks. It was really nice. Everyone had a really good time, and it was really nice to just kind of give back and show appreciation for all their hard work. It's crazy to think that, you know, it's only two more weeks left in the year, and or uh, one more week, sorry, and uh, that's it, you know? So <laughs> it's been a crazy, crazy holiday season, but it's been fun and obviously uh, very eventful, so I'm very grateful for that. Uh, yesterday we celebrated Christmas Eve, and, and we always do, so Christmas Eve is where we kind of really celebrate the most uh, for our immediate family, and it was just great. Everyone was having a great time. The kids were running around screaming, laughing, just playing together, and um, the food was amazing. Food was amazing. We had like a, my dad made like a ribeye roast, and he like, uh, he cooked, uh, baked it in the oven, and then obviously cut them into steaks. And uh, it was delicious. Basically, it was like very close to a prime rib. Um, a lot of amazing dishes to go with it. And then <laughs> we had so much dessert. It was basically on the level of like a whole bakery. It was crazy. A uh, huge shout out to my Uncle Ray. Uh, the man is just extremely generous and so thoughtful and kind. Um, just the amount of baked goods that he makes, you know, his cookies, his fresh made popcorn. It's just insane what this man can do. And uh, just a huge shout out to him because that was very, very nice. And obviously the cookies are delicious. It can't, you just can't go wrong. Um, but yeah, it was great. And then the kids were opening their gifts, of course. And it's just so cool to like see them open their gifts and scream out of just joy and excitement and just being so grateful to get something new and or just to get stuff. I mean, I remember that feeling very well. <laughs> it was always uh, a very rewarding feeling. You never know what you got. And it was so cool. And just uh, really, uh, I feel like there's either two ways, you know, some kids can take it like they're not greedy, but they're spoiled or they're really like humbled by it. And I always felt like I was really humbled by just the extraordinary gifts that people always got me because I didn't, I didn't think they always really had to do that. And then they did. And it's just, uh, it's just amazing what people can do. So it's nice to, uh, I was just talking about this on chat, um, on stream the other day and someone said like, you know, Christmas kind of sucks as an adult and to a degree, I understand where he's coming from, but once your family has like kids, so, you know, I have three, uh, nephews, two nieces, like when you see them open their gifts and see the excitement on their faces, it's like the same joy that you had all over again. So it's definitely rewarding. And, uh, I just couldn't be more grateful for how excited these kids are. And then, uh, we did a white elephant amongst the adults the white elephant was fun. A lot of really cool gifts. And, uh, 
I ended up with a record player. <laughs> Stole it from my brother. <laughs> um, it's a, in a briefcase looking thing. It's a very, very beautiful record player. I, I love how simplistic it is, um, which ironically enough, my parents got for the White Elephant. My mom's like, oh, I didn't know you'd like want a vinyl record I'm like or a vinyl player. And I'm like, well, I got I've been getting some records again. So, yeah, it'd be cool to listen to them. Sure enough, now I got one. So uh, that was very sweet. I love it so much. Um, but yeah, so obviously the new year's coming and I have a lot planned for the podcast, uh, myself and the streaming, uh, shout out to any of you. If you've been watching the TikTok streams, hopefully in the new year or sometime next year, I moved to kick Twitch and YouTube do all four at the same time. I don't know what's going to happen there yet, but that's been really rewarding. And just the, the hundreds of people that have chimed in, uh, watched, followed, it's just been something else and it's been so fun to talk about some of our favorite video games talk about the podcast so i appreciate everyone checking that out so that's definitely going to be a continued focus uh next year and then i want to continue to work on myself i'm very excited to kind of keep doing that and i mean i i was doing really good <laughs> i was doing really good until this week this week i've been eating so much it's been stupid i definitely like need to go on like a just a binge of nothing but uh that's what happens when there's a lot of good food. Um, but yeah, so I'm really looking forward to those things for the new year. Obviously my job, I'm really excited to continue trying to be the best I can and, you know, see where that takes me. Uh, it's been so rewarding and fulfilling to be a manager and have some of the best people you could possibly work with on your team. So that, that has been truly an honor and something I cherish every day. And I continue, I can't wait to continue to do that into next year. So uh, just a lot of really cool things. I guess I should have waited for the next year stuff on the next year podcast. <laughs> um, but I think that episode, I'll just talk about what I'm grateful for and we'll talk about some of the best episodes this year. Right. Um, yeah. So I, like I said, I hope everyone's having a wonderful Christmas. I appreciate everyone for continuing that support. It's just, uh, it's something else. Seriously. Um, but yeah, let's kind of wrap this up. It's going to be short and sweet. But uh, let's talk about game of the year. So I haven't talked about video games and, you know, doing my game of the year. Uh, we did music of the year. So top five singles, records, concerts. And then we also did our favorite movies. So go ahead and check out that podcast if you haven't yet or that episode. But uh, it's been a crazy year for gaming. <clears throat> Just uh, it's been something else. We had Baldur's Gate 3. We had Spider-Man, God of War, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Alan Wake 2 uh forza starfield star wars jedi fallen order and honestly so many more that i can't name offhand super mario wonder uh super mario rpg remake um trying to think of the games that i actually bought <laughs> but there's just uh honestly one of the best years of gaming um following up last year i would say yeah so having said that let's go ahead and talk about game of the year for me uh this is kind of easy honestly <laughs> um because i i felt like this game should have uh deserved it oh uh, i feel like this game should have deserved it immediately out the gate i was completely blown away by the sequel and how much this team was able to take what already existed and amplify it entirely how the how this game runs on the console is beyond me at such a good rate that it does uh, the performance is great. The gameplay is flawless. All the new additions, 
create new opportunities for you to experience the game the way you want and the way you want to play it, but also maintaining some of the traditional tropes that none of us want to leave the game. Uh, granted, not all of it's back yet. Uh, sort of. Actually, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, with great characters, fantastic voice acting, beautiful graphics. Uh, my game of the year is easily The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I just I don't think any other game comes close to this for me personally. Um, if you have a different game of the year, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. Um, but yeah, when I played this game, I was just in awe. That's from the tutorial island, essentially, to the dungeons, to the the depths, which is a, a really, really fun experience. I love the depths. I love the sky islands. I mean, there's literally like three worlds in this one game. And technically you can go through a sky island all the way down and skydive into the depths without the game in a loading screen. And the fact that this game runs on the switch is just something else. I don't know how it's possible. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I love the story and I love, I love the way it plays out. Actually, I'm pretty satisfied with it. Unfortunately, I know the ending. I haven't beaten it yet. I'm literally at Ganondorf right now. <laughs> I just wasn't really well prepared and I I took like a three three month break from playing the game, so I feel like I need to really like get back on it and complete quests. Um they did announce that they're not doing any DLC for it, that they're actually just moving on to the next project. So knowing that, I really just wanna finish my game to the fullest and then wrap up the Ganondorf fight, uh fully powered up, um, with a ton of weapon slots and shields and stuff. Um, I did fight him on stream according to someone who was watching me on stream that I was actually doing pretty good. So I'm pretty happy to hear that. I thought the fight was amazing. So I'm really excited to kind of wrap it up there and go from there. Really? Um, I love the game so much. If you haven't played it, please, 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 please go play it. I promise it's worth your time and your money. Um, it's one of the most fulfilling experiences I've had on a Zelda game which is crazy because Zelda games are just some of the best games there is in existence. Um, I can't think of any issues necessarily. Uh, the game wasn't going to run at 60 FPS no matter what. Um, the reason why I would like it to, obviously because I'm a frame rate whore, but also because I just think the game deserves that kind of performance, like just to really appreciate the art and everything they've done. The world is so full too. Like they took all the feedback from breath of the wild and said, we got you covered. So the weapons degrade still, but there's ways that you can make your weapons last a lot longer and really utilize your fights in a different way. Um, the horseback riding is great. You can create your own little home, but I wish they did it just a little bit better. Uh, the dungeons are back. So technically we have a dungeon for each, um, hero, you know, for the spirits and stuff. Um, and speaking of that, now you get, uh, now they get to follow you. So now you get allies that can help you in combat. Uh, it's not the most perfect system, but I think the fact that you can go on this journey with the people that you help save that you're help, supposed to help like fight Ganondorf together, uh, is actually pretty satisfying too. Uh, you can toggle them off at any moment though, if you want to. So it's always a cool thing where you can have that traditional experience where you just link doing his thing. Um, but like I said, the combat's satisfying. The soundtrack's beautiful. I love the soundtrack. The game looks gorgeous. Um, just a lively world. And, uh, cause that was like something I was curious about. They're like, Oh, we're going to use Hyrule again, the way it was from breath of the wild. And I have some additions 
but they they took that <laughs> and ran with it and they delivered in every way possible in my opinion and um for that i i think zelda definitely deserves game of the year um it's it's just something else i i just i am so proud of this game and so proud of the reception that people have for it i bought the uh the oled switch version so i bought the uh tears of the kingdom of a limited edition switch and it's a gorgeous console the oled switch is really impressive the battery life is pretty good on it but the screen at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill itself is incredible i think samsung's oled technology is fantastic so to just experience this game on the oled switch or switch it to the monitor and you know play it on tv uh there's just a lot to be desired here and um i really can't wait to see what they do next i really hope it's like a third game to kind of wrap up this this make it a trilogy i really hope that's what they do um i think based off the ending there is something that they could do you know, like they could still like keep it going. Uh, I think at this point, I'm ready to just see Link and Zelda like maybe live happily ever after kind of thing. I think we're actually like reaching that for once in a Zelda game. <laughs> um, <clears throat> unless it's happened before and I don't remember. But yeah, that's my game of the year. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Just absolute congrats to the whole development team. Um, Nintendo really knocked out of the park with this game. Uh, so by my definition, next up is the worst game of the year from one of my favorite studios. Um, it's truly uh, a bummer that this happened. Um, I I love Bethesda. I think Todd Howard's amazing. I love his vision. I love the development team. Um, I think that they definitely have it in them to create some of the best games out there and really change the playing field. Uh, however, Starfield is not that game. I think, in my opinion based off games I bought because I bought the premium edition uh, package, whatever for like 40 bucks. And uh, <clears throat> I think Starfield is the worst game of the year for me. Uh, I felt like I was appropriately hyped for it, but I also felt like I was completely let down. I have about between 50 and 60 hours into the game. Um, I don't like the endings. <laughs> I think the endings are kind of stupid, but not stupid. I just, I was not ready for it, and the way I was like playing the game, I was really disappointed by the ending. To the point where like I didn't want to finish the game because I, um, I didn't like the way it played out. I didn't like that you left everything behind. I just, it's it's very much a moral thing, and and that's what Todd Howard was going for. You know, that's what his team was going for. So they definitely succeeded on that front, and it worked. Like it made me not want to leave, you know, Sarah behind and all these characters and, um. 
So I think like the ending doing that to me, like it's impressive, but it also pissed me off. But honestly, after you complete some of the most of the um, the quest lines, you know, obviously the the factions, uh, the game kind of just falls short hard. Like, uh, you know, I thought the uh, Rangers was fine. Nothing too crazy, but it was still fun. Um, I thought the uh, the UC, you know, the the colonies uh, quest uh, quest line. I'm, oh, my God, I'm forgetting the name. Anyways, the one with the Terramorphs, I felt like there could have been so much more there. And I think that was that should have been like the main quest line that these these aliens like love killing humans like they want to eliminate humans like they are only attacking human colonies. I felt like that should have been like the main thing and it could have been a massive war against them, you know, to like wipe out their civilization like you're a threat to us. We have to take you out kind of thing. Um, so I felt like that could have been the actual main story point and it's not how it worked. Uh, they copied too much of their previous games. You know, the adoring fan, was like a nice callback to oblivion and I was fine with that. But everything else that starts happening is like a callback to Skyrim to Fallout, and we're literally called starborn <laughs> instead of dragonborn. And we fucking have uh, starborn powers which are almost the exact same thing as the dragonborn powers in terms of the way you acquire them uh the way you get essence to upgrade them is from killing other starborn so you kill other dragons you get the dragon souls to upgrade your uh shouts um i do understand why todd howard you know because he's, he's the one that you know does all the interviews <clears throat> why they wanted us to walk on the planets that we're exploring but the fact that they still didn't give us an option to create our own rover uh, just like you can customize ships um, is very, very stupid in my opinion. Um, I just can't believe that wasn't a thing. There should just be an option. Hey, you can either like walk around and see what's out there or you can drive around and like experience the planets and the gravity, you know, your way, because obviously because of the gravitational pull and all that, like maybe the rover floats everywhere. It's like basically turns into a flying car. I don't know. Like there just could have been something there. Um I do think the space combat's fun. I will give them that. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's just a nice arcadey space flight shooter. Um, a lot of people didn't like that you couldn't like fly to space and or land in orbit and then like land on the planet. I'm sorry, fly in orbit and then land on the planet, like No Man's Sky, so, for instance. Um, I never really thought you were going to be able to do that, so that wasn't really something I docked them for, but. Um, I just think like my biggest thing is that this game feels so unfinished. It feels like it's lacking in content and, and, um, you know, I do think a lot of the creatures are great. There's a lot of beautiful landscapes and sky boxes, you know, space boxes, if you want to call them that. Um, I think the game is easily a six out of 10, but it could have been an eight out of 10. It could have been, it could have been elder scrolls level of success, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, you know, reviews and how people feel about it. I just feel like they really dropped the ball here and uh, it's kind of a shame. <laughs> it is such a shame, but you know what? Um, you know, the other thing too, though, before, you know, I was going to say like, Oh, you know, maybe we'll see what the DLC does. Maybe the DLC brings in like something I desire. Um, but honestly, like even modders, there's been a couple articles that some of the biggest modders that support like Elder Scrolls and Fallout uh, are completely abandoning 
modding and are just leaving their files for someone else to finish. So it's an ironic way, way uh, which is a comment I saw. So I'm not original by saying this, but it's funny how <laughs> the person said, it's funny how the modder leaves the content for someone else to finish, just like Bethesda does for the modders. And I was like, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty damn true, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's my worst game of the year. And it's just based off like what I expected, what we were kind of told we were going to get, uh, what I experienced through gameplay and my time spent on the game. I just not really impressed by it. And I think that could change down the road, but uh, it's a single player game. It's not a live service game. So the fact that we still have to wait for maybe new future content and updates to make the game better, it's in my opinion, un- unacceptable for a single player experience. But, um, yeah, I just think the game running at 30 FPS sucks too. It just feels so clunky when you go from like playing Halo Infinite at 120 FPS to a 30 FPS space shooter. So <clears throat> another one. Um, but yeah, that's Starfield. Um, one of my fun surprises of this year that I was really happy with because I play it every day for at least like five to ten minutes is uh, Monster Hunter Now uh, created by Niantic and Capcom. So it's like Pokemon Go, but for Monster Hunter. So you hunt monsters just like you do in the games. It's more fluid combat. Like you can actually still control what you do and block and do specials and all, all this fun stuff and create weapons and armor. Um, I think the game's really great. I think it's uh, it's been quite the surprise and it's been very satisfying because I love to get my Monster Hunter fix. And this game does that. However, I think the materials required to upgrade weapons and create them is just a little too egregious it's pretty excessive like one of them one of them that i'm stuck on because i can't fucking get the material is i need 12 uh rathalos tails just to upgrade my sword and it's like what like and i'm pretty sure in the regular monster Hunter games it's like two maybe three um but 12 is a little stupid and then there's some upgrades that are like 32 of the resources and i'm like jesus christ <laughs> so the game's great. It's not without its faults. Right now they have this thing called Huntathons, which are basically raids from Pokemon Go, but you instead you and a group of hunters can fight consecutive monsters to fight an exclusive monster that's in it, which is right now is the Zenogre. Um I don't like how they brought a new monster in, but only put them in a Huntathon. Like I think Elder Dragons should be like that, not like regular monsters like Zenogre. So it's it's okay. There I think there's a lot they need to work on. Um, it does suck kind of playing the game by myself, you know, like Pokemon go, the whole world was freaking out. So it's cool to play with other people. Uh, this game is not like that. <laughs> uh, it's popular, but I'm just saying amongst my people, my, uh, friend group, it is not, um, why is my mouse not working? Oh, there it is. Anyways. Um, oh, it's just not working, but yeah, so those are the games that I enjoyed from this year. Uh, you'll have to excuse me. I don't know what's going on. My mouse is disappearing. That's weird. There we go. Anyways, sorry for that technical difficulty. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to next year in gaming. I think next year is either going to be really slow or really good. I think for Halo Infinite, it's going to be fantastic. We have season six starting in February. And then after that, it's just till season nine and they're done, you know, focusing main development on that game. So the turnaround for the game has been remarkable. I think Firefight is very, very fun. Um, I can't wait to see what they do next. I can't wait to see what else they bring to the game so that way they can spend, hopefully, like not even until 2028, 2027 maybe, 
we get the next Halo game. Like, I hope they take a long time to just make it great and bring it back to its roots in terms of just like great storytelling, great multiplayer at uh, one package at, at the go, not focusing so much on post launch updates to, you know, make the game what it should have been. I really hope we get out of that as the gaming industry goes on. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Merry Christmas to all of you. I appreciate you all so much, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.